Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, beautiful, <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> holiday season loving wife, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, December 1st, 2019. It is December, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe it? Wow. No, no. That just zipped through. What what happened in November? What happened in November? (laughs) Uh, I think we just had our turkey, slept through the rest of the month, and uh, got to December all of a sudden. Yeah. I think we were already starting a lot of the holiday festivities, going out to Disneyland a couple times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It almost seemed like December in... Gosh, in October, because the uh, holiday true. stuff was already kind of kicking out cool. uh, during that time. So anyway, we hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving yeah. holiday, and uh, we had uh, a lot of fun here, just kind of a, a little tight family uh, celebration here, but hopefully you all had a great time as well, and Michelle. I- yeah, same. Yeah, it was awesome. A lot of great food. Uh Thanks to my sweetheart, mm. who did a great job. I did it easy. I yeah. didn't even make the turkey myself. So. <laughs> you did a lot of things. Anyways, it was awesome. And yes, and it was fun and safe. And that's all that counts, that's right? That's all that really matters, especially with the, some of the crazy weather that's been happening yes. out there over the last, uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, hopefully everybody's travels went fairly smoothly. I'm sure there were a lot of flights that had some issues because some of the weather that's been happening right. across the country. But uh, hopefully everybody is either uh, on their way home now or will be on their way home safe and sound very soon and had a very happy holiday. Right, exactly. Yes. So uh, we have lots of stuff for you today, including we now know the dates for the late night ticketed events that are coming to the Disneyland Resort this winter and spring. And D23 announces the dates for some awesome 2020 events that they have coming up as well. So lots of cool stuff to talk about. But first we need to talk about uh, we're kind of wrapping up, uh, even though it's December, wrapping up our November trivia contest for that <laughs> frozen two poster that I really <laughs> wanted to keep. But we're going to be giving that away this week. Uh, I know. Sorry, I sweetie. Know. I love that poster, but uh, it's going to go out to some great uh, wanting person. And I think you're going to love this poster when you receive it. It's textured. It's beautiful. Just like the film is beautiful. The artwork for it. I think you're really going to enjoy right. it. Right. We are already gave one away and got a lot of great feedback on that mm-hmm. so uh, yeah i agree with you it's, a, it's an awesome poster you'll want to definitely get your hands on this right one. so do we have one last code we word for this do week you have one last code word um and actually it's a code phrase Ooh, because code phrase. it kind of goes with frozen and the poster <laughs> so it's let it go let it go <laughs> i do need to do that it's gonna be tough she still is gonna have to rip that thing out of my hands as we put it to the mailbox but let it go let it the go. code word is let, let it go, go. Let it go. Very okay. nice. No, it's not. I didn't know you were going to sing. I could it's have started not. singing with you. <laughs> it's not very nice, but <laughs> that's great. So uh, so that will be it for for this group. The next group is going to be a giveaway. We're not going to do code words for it. It's going to be part of our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. We're going to be right. giving away people. Uh, we're going to give away people? We're going to be giving away people. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going to be giving away stuff to people. Yay. <laughs> uh, it's going to be one item, two items, three items. We don't know completely yet, but we're going to give away a great gift or some sort of wonderful giveaway. Disney, Star Wars, Marvel giveaway. I'm thinking one of the Star Wars posters might be at least the main item in this, if not the only item in this. <laughs> then that's now you're one. taking it away from me. Yeah, we have two of those, so... <laughs> We can keep one and give one away. I like how we we purchase and things multiples, and right? With the thought that we're going to keep one, and yeah. And then I don't get to keep one. I know. But okay. Okay. Uh, no, and we have <laughs> we have this great uh, the Rise of Skywalker poster again, another D twenty three exclusive that we got at the Walt Disney Studios presentation event. That will definitely be the main portion of our December giveaway. We may have another couple of little trinkets involved in it as well, but that will definitely be a part of that. And I'll get to exactly how you can win that prize here in just a moment. But yes, we did have another Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame category (laughs) this week. It's a lot to get through. Uh, And we want to thank everybody who, again, took part in nominating uh, all these great characters. What it was was Disney property live action film characters that include Star Wars, Marvel, Indiana Jones, Muppets, uh, all sorts of, and regular Disney, of course, all right. sorts of different platforms. And I know it was difficult. I'm sorry. We keep torturing everybody, <laughs> but the torture is almost done. We really appreciate you struggling through that torture to give us some great nominees. Right. We really appreciate everybody's uh, input and participation. It's been a lot of fun. We've liked some of the banter that's gone mm-hmm. on along with it. So thank you so and, much. And some of the interesting characters yes. and groups of characters that have popped up in these lists is, is interesting as well well i kind of love it's part of the reason why i love this is just to kind of get an idea for who people like and then you just see a character like oh yeah what a cool character right right that's really cool so uh we also of course we didn't make you struggle alone we had to struggle with our (laughs) own list as well so we made lists of nominees as well michelle let's hear your list of your five favorite or the five best uh disney live action characters all right well in no particular order um, the first one I listed was Bert from Mary Poppins. Oh, very nice choice, yes. Yeah, kind of old school, traditional Dick Disney. Van Dyke, yeah. yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is yes. one of my favorites. Yes, uh, I'm glad he's on your list. That's cool. I love Obi-Wan. Thank you. Um, in this one, um, Tony Stark. I just felt like uh-huh. that's he's really played an interesting character and one that you know, really developed over time that I thought was pretty interesting. Just the kind of the cornerstone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for in many ways. Yeah, right, I, right. I get that. And again, these, you know, I, I'm pleased with my picks, but I'm not saying that I necessarily think they're all the best, but I think that they have, um, you have a particular reason yeah. to be in the Hall of Fame. Gotcha. Right. Okay, my next one is Jin Erso. Jin Erso, yes, from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yes. yes that's a great female character. Right, right. Had a lot of um, interesting aspects to her, and, and I think that, you know, is ended up being like a role model, and, mm-hmm. and I thought would be definitely appropriate for this. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the last one, a little bit more comical book, because I think uh, this character has played in several of the Disney property movies, is Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes, Captain Jack, of right, course. yeah. I Very mean, popular, Pirates of the Caribbean right. uh, franchise, yeah. You know, so I thought his character was, you know, obviously pretty quirky and fun to have in there. It 
ties in with the fact that they have an attraction of the same name. So, and he's in that attraction. So I just kind of thought it fit the Hall of Fame category of yeah. being named. Yeah, I mean, what do you know? Think of what would the Pirates of the Caribbean films be without uh, Captain Jack right, Sparrow? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, would they be at equal uh, quality? I don't know. Right. I, I think you know, maybe sometimes near the end they focused a little bit too much on him. Right. Maybe, but, but I, I still think that the you know he was such a great character that uh, it was a big part of of building that. Sure. Especially, I mean, he was the the best part of the uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, uh, so, so very cool. So I'm anxious to hear yours. All right. So my list here, and uh, it, it's it's pretty much all Star Wars and Marvel, <laughs> which shouldn't, shouldn't surprise anybody, but uh, mostly Star Wars, by the way. So I'm going to start my list. And again, these are in no particular order, just like yours, mm-hmm. uh, with a couple strong female characters in the Star Wars universe. Okay. First is... Princess, Senator, General Leia Organa, right. who I think is such a strong character and you know a cornerstone of Star Wars. Sure, and to me the biggest hero in Star Wars is 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 Princess Leia. Yeah, and she I kind of had her on my list and off my list, but yeah, that's a great selection for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second strong female character in Star Wars is Jenner, so that I've chose oh. as well because I love Rogue One, a Star <laughs> Wars story. Uh, there are many characters I could have picked out of right. that film. I thought about K2SO, right. nearly made my list, but he didn't. Uh, I just thought Jyn Erso was a, such a stellar character. Cassie Nandor could have made it. I, I know too, that, that yeah, well. he, he, he crossed my mind. You know, yeah, all uh, of those. I, I, I felt like yes, any one of them could have made it, and it was kind of like, all right, what, what do I select? And right. you know, I just felt like she did, you know, have the backstory. Well, and her, I obviously followed too because stuff. I, I yeah. picked it. I picked her as well. So. Cool. Uh, next, I went to the Marvel Universe for one pick, and that is, of course, Steve Rogers slash Captain oh, America. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of Captain right. America, and so he had to make my list. Uh, back to Star Wars, uh, probably uh, one of the characters that I am the biggest fan of, and mostly actually, which is strange because it's very rare that I go back to the prequels for something that I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of, but... Uh, for both and the original trilogy, I'm a huge fan of Obi Wan Kenobi, right. and I cannot wait till the series debuts on Disney Plus whenever oh, that comes out. Because I'm looking more, even more forward to seeing you and McGregor in that role as Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. So, but he had I, I, everybody knows if you know me, you know I'm a big Obi Wan Kenobi fan. Right. So he had to be a part of my sure. list. Sure. And finally, I finished it out with you know that scoundrel Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo, <laughs> talk about a great original trilogy character, and even in the Force Awakens, right. awesome. Um, uh, you got to love Han Solo. And, you know, you can even go back to Solo, a Star Wars that, story, Right, I was just going to say the same thing, right. As well. But, sure. Um, so that's my list yeah, right there. That's so, excellent. So lots of, I struggled too. There are lots of names I wanted right. to put on my list that I could not put on there because I kept it at five. I didn't cheat this time. Well, I really wanted to, <laughs> uh, but I didn't cheat this time. So I understand the struggle is real with these lists, people, and I right. understand what you're going through. And we really sure. appreciate you that you all did that. That's so, right. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. So here is the list of the nominees that will be on our wow. final ballot uh, coming up here, starting in just a couple days, as a matter of fact. So uh, our list starts off, and again, all these are just characters that received at least multiple nominations. You had to be like nominated and seconded to make it onto the ballot. Uh, so we start with a couple of captains, yeah. Captain America and Captain Jack Sparrow. Yay. <laughs> of 
wide <laughs> different sides of the spectrum, but they are both going to be on our December ballot. Mary Poppins, of course, yes. had to make the ballot and was a tough leave off of my list. Right, Mary me Poppins, too, yeah. I kind of helped that I knew that she was going to make it through very early on <laughs> so before I even made my list that I wasn't worried about that. Uh, a little bit of a surprise here. Uh, Belle from the live action Beauty and the Beast wow. made it onto Good, people's list. Yeah. So she is on the ballot. Uh, Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker. Right. I, I, I can debate it on whether to separate the two, but they both were going to make it. So I'm just going to put them together into one category right. there. Uh, Indiana Jones made it through. Uh, right. Tony Stark slash Yay. Iron Man. Yes, definitely <laughs> made it through. Uh, Giselle from Enchanted oh, is on yeah. the list. Another great character who I love very much and I'm glad she's going on. Right, right. Han Solo, yes, made it Mm -hmm. through. Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy (laughs) and the Avengers movie, the least Avengers Infinity War. Right. um, That's a great uh, choice, too. Yep. Uh, Jen Urso did make it through, mostly on the strength of us. (laughs) (laughs) Both voting for her. She made it through. Bert did make it through for Mary Poppins. So we have a couple from Mary Poppins making it through. And uh, let's see. uh, Princess Leia Organa made it through as well. Ray, another mm. Star Wars name and a very popular hero right. for now, and another strong female character sure. uh, made it through. She will be on the ballot. And uh, let's see, I think that's it. One more that made it through, and that was Luke Skywalker sure. from Star Wars. Again, sense. another great hero from the Star Wars universe. Right. And, uh, another Skywalker making it through. And I love that, uh, I think it was Young Adventures mentioned that Ray Skywalker. <laughs> like, is she a Skywalker? I don't know. But uh, apparently Young Adventures, you can find on Twitter at Young yes, Adventures with so. a Z, mm. does believe that Ray is a Skywalker. We'll be finding out here in, gosh, less than three weeks yes. now? Yeah, yeah. Less than three weeks now. So that's exciting stuff. Wow. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yes, yes. So that's our list. So here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to be filling out the rest of the ballot. It's mostly made up already. It's going to go out in like a survey form. So basically, you're going to get this. uh, I will put it out, a a link on Twitter, on social Mm -hmm. media, or you can just contact me directly or contact us directly. And uh, I will send you the link to the survey. And it'll be uh, all the different four categories that we have out there. And then it'll have a number of you can pick up to. You can pick only one if you want. You can pick seven if you want uh you can pick 10 if it allows you to pick 10 and then when it comes down to it if these movies these characters are on a certain percentage of the ballot they will be announced on our hyperion adventures disney hall of fame come the beginning of 2020 wow very cool yeah so that will be all all going out uh, this week and i think this will be easier on you than trying to eliminate five you'll still have to do some eliminations there will be some tough choices out there but at least you can choose from more uh characters movies and there'll be some you know, obviously characters that you really want on your list that didn't quite make it through that uh, you won't have to worry about anyway. True. So. Yeah. I think it's easier to vote than to nominate. Right. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. Michelle always has <laughs> the very best points. That's so brilliant. Yes. <laughs> So again, thanks everybody for taking yeah. part in this and we're looking forward to a December uh, worth. You're going to have the whole month this time to vote for this next category. So that'll make it good. And we'll be kind of announcing uh, all some things as we go through uh, the month of December to, as we lead up to the actual event. And by the way, we're traveling in two weeks to our oh, trip to Walt Disney World. It's insane. What are, you, what are you most excited for for your trip to Walt Disney World? Um, 
Well, even though I've done it, I, I still always love the very Merry Christmas party. Mm-hmm. See, I've never done it, so I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I think a, the thing a little bit above that is being able to check out the new resort, the Riviera. Yeah, since we have a room there right. for four nights. Right. So. Whether we're in the same room or in different rooms, <laughs> we're not sure yet, but we are going to be there for four nights at the Riviera. In Topolino's Terrace, we get reservations yes. for their new restaurant at the top of the place. So yeah, checking that out. Seems like yeah. it's going to be fun. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree with you on the Riviera. I'm also, but there's so many, there's going to be so many new things that we're going to get to experience this time. Uh, the rise of... The resistance opens up this mm-hmm. week, right. as a matter of fact, and I'm excited to check that out when we get out there. Hopefully, right. I just check out Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on the East Coast for the first time because we've done the West Coast several times. Sure, I'm looking forward to seeing you know compare and contrasting. Right, I'm sure they'll be mostly the same, but there'll probably be some slight differences. Paint colors, different. Yeah, yes, that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to checking out and seeing what yeah, you know, kind of the differences of that. Um, the Skyliner. I'm looking forward to trying right, the Skyliner right. for the first time. Um, and yes, um, the very Merry Christmas party. Uh, get to experience that for the first time. I'm very excited for that. Sure. So it's going to be a fun whirlwind trip and we can't wait to get out there. I know. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, when we put it together, all the plans and the reservations, it doesn't look like it's going to be the most relaxing vacation. No, we are going to be very busy. <laughs> I was looking at the our, our you know, I went through the uh, My Disney Experience site and I was looking at our plans and I'm like, wow, we got that, we got that, we got this going on, we're this, we're shifting, we're shifting resorts a couple times, I you know, know. it's going to be, we're going to be, plus we have you know, the Rise of Skywalker we're going to in right. the middle of that. So there is just so much going on. It is going to be a crazy, but a very much enjoyable trip. And by the way, we will be podcasting from out there at the Walt. Somehow we're going to try and find time to even cut a podcast <laughs> while we're out there uh, to tell you all about it. And of course we will have a trip recap when we're all done. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be excited to share some of our experiences out there and, uh, you know, maybe meet up with some people. We got some things in the works. Yeah, so we're trying to figure some things out. So Yeah. But even whether we figure it out or whether you just run into us at the park, and that goes for whether it's the Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland. Right. If you happen to see us, and we do have pictures on our social media, you know, you can look and see what we look like <laughs> if, you, if you care. Uh, and you do happen to see us out in the park or you know we're going and you just happen to run you know let us know and we'd be love to connect with you but if you even just see us when you just happen to be there the same day as us come up and say hi we'd right. love to know you know who you are and that you follow us or listen to the show and and meet you because uh, we love all our hyperion adventures exactly yeah so let's get to our main topic of the week and this week's topic is Really an interesting one for those of you. As we know, it's the holiday season now. The parks are going to start getting busier and busier and busier. And yes, the holiday season is it can be tremendously hard to navigate. However, there are various different times of the year that are also very are, can be hard to navigate because the crowds are higher than what you would expect on a normal right. day. So we're going to give you some tips on how to navigate these parks when it is as busy as you'll see in the holidays. When it is that peak time of year, Michelle has some wonderful tips to go through mm-hmm. and kind of help you out as we go through this. Right. And hopefully these tips can also be beneficial for you if you're doing like a last minute 
trip that you haven't had a chance to really secure a lot of things either in fast passes or dining reservations and how you can still try to get the biggest bang for your buck. That's a good point. Uh, it can be difficult when you just decided hey, on a whim, you know, hey, you know what, let's go up this weekend to Disneyland or let's, you know, suddenly we had this right. business trip that's taken me out to Florida. While we're there, why don't we go ahead and start at the Walt Disney World Resort for a day or two. So it's it's good to have some information going in before beforehand. Right, exactly. So, Michelle, please let us know what you came up with as some helpful hints uh, for these who are kind of in this situation. Okay. Um, So, first and most importantly, uh, and we've said this in the past, it's patience uh, and planning are going to make your trip are given to give you the biggest advantage to have the best time at your trip. Uh, You know, if you start realizing that it won't be a time that you'll do every attraction that you would want to do or do exactly every dining um, location that you would love to do. It's, you just got to kind of go with that, that expectation that you're not going to get to those things, but that you are still at an amazing place that you're getting to visit. And when we're talking about the holidays, um, that's, you know, one of the best times of the year to go to either of those parks because it is spectacularly beautiful and they have the holiday uh, celebrations to enjoy. Yeah, you just got to kind of look at things differently when you go out to the parks and resorts during this time of year where it's at its busiest, uh, no matter what time of year when it's right. at its busiest. Uh, you know, if you want to be attraction heavy, it may not be the best year to or best time of year to go because, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in the parks. It's going to be, the wait times are going to be significant. Yes, fast passes will help you, but you can only get so many of right. those uh, to work through it. So you kind of do have to change your expectations a little bit and look at other things that you might be able to do to still have that enjoyment when you're out at the parks. And, you know, one of the best things is the holiday season is right. there's so much to look at and and check out while you're there. Uh, maybe that's a better time to take advantage of those situations. Right. It's funny because when I was preparing for this, I was thinking about when you go on a run Disney uh, event that you have to come into your mind that it's not going to be your best time for running. You know, that there's just so many things that you want to participate in or enjoy as, as you're going through the parks and running that, and that's the same thing here. This is not going to be the ultimate, I get every attraction and and get into every uh, restaurant that I want to. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to have the best time that I can during one of the most beautiful seasons. Yeah, you're here to have a different type of experience, a Disney holiday experience or a Disney Easter, you know, spring break experience, whatever the season that you're going when it's at its busiest time, uh, it may be different. And, you know, it's funny you bring up Run Disney. Uh, during Run Disney, it can be very busy as well because so many people come True. in to do the races uh, during those days. It, it can be very busy at the parks as well. We've seen them double up with having the Run Disney races as well as a holiday weekend. And then it can be extremely busy. Exactly. So you kind of got to change your expectation going in. So that's a good point. Yeah, thanks. So uh, starting off then, I, what you could do is know what your priorities and limit them to a few, you know, and if you like, if you're traveling with kids, maybe ask them each to pick one or two reasonably reasonable activities and make sure you kind of just highlight and focus that. That way, if everybody has one thing that they're getting to go to that they're looking forward to, then, you know, you're not trying to do 15. Mm hmm. 
And I think you, you mostly, and you also have to talk with your kids before going into this. And obviously there are some that are going to be really young uh, that may not understand why they can't get on this attraction or that attraction or see uh, some of their favorite shows or right. whatever. But uh, for those that are a little bit older, you know, you sit down and you talk with them and tell them, look, you know, this isn't going to be the normal trip, to, you know, but we are going to do these things that on top of it, you know, accentuate the positives, right. even though there may be some negatives from what they would normally experience on a trip to Disneyland or Walt Disney World Resort. Sure. I mean, you know, you could either start by setting the limits and like say, hey, we're not going to get Slinky Dog. You know, right. that's not happening. But, or you can just give them the list of what you think are reasonable things that they can get into and say, you know, what do you want to make sure we don't miss? I mean, it, it's kind of like a scavenger hunt, right? It can be really fun in the planning part of it. So it gives you a little bit more challenge to make it more enjoyable once you get there. Agreed. So, um, you know, it, some things you can tr still try to secure fast pass, but, uh, you know, if, as long as you understand that the most popular ones probably won't, you know, and you may decide that for the most popular ones, it may be fun just to stand in a long line with the family, you mm -hmm. know? There's just Especially some of the ones with the great, the better queues, you right. know, like the Haunted Mansion has True. such a great queue to be in. Some of the ones that have the better queues, it's not as bad to be waiting in them. And it's never wonderful time to right. be in line. <laughs> but if you have an, an immersive queue, right. it, it can kind of let that time go by a little bit easier. Right. You can play games together. Yeah. You can use the Play Disney app and do some things. So there's a lot of ways to still enjoy a long queue if you there's something that somebody in your party really wants to get to and you aren't able to get a fast pass for that. Um, the next thing is, uh, if possible, staying on the property does have some benefits. So, you, you know, like taking advantage of the early morning extra, you know, the early morning extra hours or magic hours, and sometimes they have some in the evenings. So, um, you know, that can also really give you more opportunity to get onto some attractions that you're not going to be able to secure a fast pass yeah, for. Um, that and rope drop, even just rope dropping, right. even if you don't have the extra magic hours, uh, rope dropping, being able to hit up a couple of the attractions that get busy really quickly that you may not be able to get on later in the day or the wait would be too long uh, for the queue. Um, you know, maybe you have to battle through it. I know it's never easy to, especially for those of us that come from the West Coast to the East Coast and try and get up and get out to the parks at 8 a.m. or right. whenever they're opening. Uh, but if you can uh, and take advantage of that, you can knock out a few of the, the big things right off the bat. And then maybe as the park gets busier throughout the day, you can kind of sit back and people watch and right. enjoy some more things, have some snacks, whatever the case may be. Right. Wow. You actually kind of started the whole description of the next point. Wow. Very good, honey. Wow. Yeah. So uh, doing the, the rope drop is going to be able to give you an opportunity to really get on to some things that you, you, like we said, couldn't get a fast pass for. Um, the other thing that it does is, you know, kind of helps guide you to do that early and then take a break when the crowds are at their peak, you know, kind of middle of the day. Uh, and again, if you're staying on property, you can just go to your resort uh, or even go resort hopping, like, you know, check out the decorations at the different parks. It's That's a lot of fun as well, you know, and, and just have an opportunity to move away from the big crowds when it's, you know, peak time of the day and then return later at night when, yeah, it's still going to be crowded, but probably not as crowded as midday. And, you know, especially if you can go much later, you might have people who are staying at other resorts that might not be there from 
start to finish. Yeah, I'm a proponent of resort hopping anyway. I think that the, the, especially at Walt Disney World, that they have so many, you know, they're, they're, they're so nuanced and so different in many ways and they're all beautiful that it's really fun to check out what all, every resort has to right. offer when you're out there and when it's at the busiest time of year, when you maybe you know, can't do as much in the parks, all the more reasons. As a matter of fact, there'll be some days when you may not want to just bother if you're, if you're purchasing, you know, tickets for everybody, right. you know, just pick a day where you're not going to even bother purchasing a ticket that this is just going to be a resort hopper day or whatever. Right. And you really check stuff out. And especially during the holiday season when they're all decked out so beautifully with right. all the holiday decorations, really take advantage of that and, and, you know, examine them and, and have a good time just enjoying the holiday spirit. That's right. So, um, you know, Kind of going in line with some of this is, you know, again, you can save money on not having park hopper, you know, during this time of the year, because it does take a lot of time from your day if you're traveling. Um, but if you really do want to, then the uh, the previous thing that I was just describing is going rope drop somewhere take a break in the middle of the day doing something else and then going to another park at night. That would be a way to do park hopper in a more efficient way. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand your thought on that. I don't during the busiest time of year recommend park right. hoppers because it just, it feels to me like you're throwing away a little bit of money for the amount of what you'll be able to do in each park just for the ability to skip from one park to the next right. one of those day. I think, you know, I'm, I, I like park hoppers for many reasons. Cause I like to experience different things at the Walt Disney world resort. Sometimes, you know, go to one resort in the morning, take a break and then go to a different one for dinner and experience a couple other things at night. Uh, but I just find during the holiday season, it can be so difficult to navigate and it can be, you can't get to as much that I think, don't recommend necessarily that that right. would be a definite time of year when I would say, you know, single park, single day. You right. Know, uh, yeah, tickets. definitely. I definitely agree with that. You know, um, you know, one, just getting through the crowds to get to the transportation and, you know, the transportations are going to be filled. So mm -hmm. you might be waiting for, you know, one or two monorails or one or two boats to go past or buses. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. The park hopping during the holiday times, probably best to avoid and save the money. Yeah. I mean, you know what your plans are, your own. If you, if you are planning on doing some things like you want to go to Magic Kingdom and then you want to get to Epcot later to do the Candlelight Processional or something like that. Okay. Well, that's, you, you know what your plans are. But in general, I would just say that I don't recommend park hoppers during right. the busiest times of year. Exactly. So the next thing that you could do to help out is try to capitalize on things that you can reserve, you know, candlelight procession, processional, you know, you get a meal and a show, you know, and that takes up a good portion of your day and you're, you're pretty secured of what, you know, going to have the opportunity to get that experience. And, you know, candlelight might be sold out on some days or, or look at the other um, restaurants that might not be as popular, like at the um, yacht club or, you know, other types of restaurants that people don't tend to use when they're going on the candlelight processional that you might still have availability. Um, jingle bell, jingle bam, dessert party. It's something that it's a fun experience while you're there. and You know, you're going to be able to do it if you have that reservation. Um, if you're traveling ahead of time, uh, and I know they're going fast, but the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is another, you know, nighttime uh, ticketed event that you could reserve. I mean, again, trying to capitalize on things that you can secure to have that fun experience despite the crowds. Yeah, planning, planning, planning. It's all about planning ahead of time, those things you can secure ahead of time. And, and by the way, if you do find 
find that you're having some struggles uh, getting some reservations for some of the restaurants you want or whatever with the dining packages, always hit up guest services because a lot of times, you know, they can't really help you out because the things are just full up. But it's always good to touch base with them because sometimes they'll, they'll find an opening somewhere, the restaurant that you really love or whatever for right. some of these dining packages or whatever the case may be. And then you, you don't have to settle. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to work every time, but it can't hurt to go hit up guest services occasionally and just see what they have to offer. No, that's a great, great recommendation. All right, moving on. Um, if you've missed the opportunity to get fast passes in your most cherished attractions, uh, keep trying. You know, because sometimes things switch up during, you know, in advance of, but also on the same day. So, you know, don't give up, but understand that something may come up. But more importantly is look at things you don't need a fast pass or the single rider options for some things, you know, but, um, you know, like the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, you know, yes, you can get a fast pass for that, but you really don't. You just need to time it to get in the queue for the next show. And, you know, there are other things like that, or the single ride option uh, might be something that works for you too, that you could get onto an attraction that, you know, normally standing in the queue might be just too long. Yeah, definitely a great point. Uh, Always check out and see what the opportunity is, see what the single rider line looks like. Uh, look at for some of these things that don't necessarily need a fast pass. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the carousel of progress is always a, a great right. time killer to, for the day and an enjoyable show and one that Walt experienced himself. Uh, there, there are experiences to check out, you know, and the sorcerers of the kingdom, maybe you've never played the sorcerers right. of the kingdom before. Uh, it's a great time to take advantage of doing something like that. And if you've never done pin trading in the past, uh, we're going to do an episode coming up here in, in several weeks. We haven't pinpointed it yet. Pinpointed it yet, but uh, <laughs> put a all, pin in it. <laughs> all about all. Yes, we'll put a pin on this. All about uh, doing uh, pin trading, and uh, that's something maybe if you've never experienced, you right. might want to check out and have some fun as well. And then you know the kids can totally get involved in that too. Definitely, yeah. There are there are those things that you can do in the parks that are additional fun that aren't as affected by the crowds being right. there, and, and don't cost you anything extra more than I mean, yeah. If you want to purchase some pins to start off with, okay. Right. Um, Uh, But they don't cost you anything extra when you're in the park to do this. That's right. Cool. Good idea. Um, Factor in extra time. And I can't emphasize this enough, you know, uh, especially if you have a stroller because the parks really get jammed up with the crowds. And I remember, um, you know, taking Scott when he was little in the stroller to Epcot on New Year's Eve. And it was, you know, you just had to go with the flow of the crowd. There was no deviation. You, If you were going to go to one of the um, countries, you, you really had to plan when your exit strategy would be. And so... But it does take a long time. If you if you have to go like to a dining reservations or, you know, to go line up for a parade, you really do have to factor in a lot of extra time to make it through the crowds. You know, something that you think usually, oh, it's just, you know, a straight shot and it's only going to take me, you know, 10 minutes. It may take you half an hour because you're really battling thick crowds. So just factor that in when you're trying to work around these crowds so that you're not arriving late to something. Yeah, you can feel oftentimes when it's not that busy at the parks, like you're swimming upstream uh, against the crowds all the time. It just seems like no matter which way you're going, you're always swimming upstream. (laughs) 
Uh, but during the busiest times of year, it can be almost impossible, like you're talking right. about. It really is difficult to get to some location. So that's a good point to make sure and factor in that extra amount of time it would take if you have a reservation or whatever the case may be, if you need to get anywhere at a certain sure. time. Yes. If you're like trying to make it through where the people have lined up for a parade, especially when you when you talk Disneyland because it's really limited on a regular day when there's a parade and then you add in the holiday crowds, um, you know, it may take you a, a super long time to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of the way, by the way, if you're in any of the places where you can cut through stores and stuff. Right. a lot of times, I mean, I, I still, it's, it's still tough to maneuver a lot of times. There's enough people in those stores that it can still be difficult, but a lot of times it'll be a little bit easier getting through, cutting through the stores right. when it's the, at the most busy on Main Street. Right. You know, and just understanding that you just got to, if you're deciding to go and you know, it's going to be crowded and just, you know, some of it you can laugh at or just say, you know what, we're all here have, you know, to have a good time and, you know, enjoy again, community. Um, the next thing that could really help you out are, are using tools like the Disney parks app, um, you know, for your fast passes or mobile ordering, uh, because that can be a real lifesaver, especially if, you know, suddenly you realize everybody in the crowd that in your group is hungry, you know, mobile ordering can be a real benefit to have that available. Yeah. Uh, mobile ordering I, on the, on the lightest days, I'm a fan of mobile ordering. <laughs> uh, when it's really crowded, uh, mobile ordering is a lifesaver, yes. and, you know, and you could, I mean, you could be doing stuff. It's another thing that you can do while you're waiting in the queue for that attraction is like, okay, well, you know, after this, let's get something to eat. Let's start planning out, looking through the menu and saying, okay, what do you want, Johnny? What do you want, Sally? You know, and just start adding the things and you have it ready to go. So once you get off there, you can go in and pick up your food and it'll still be a small weight, but not nearly what the weight would be. You know, why wait in a line and then wait in another line if you can help it. Right. No, that's a great, great point and a great way to uh, have fun while you're in a queue. Mm -hmm. So... Kind of going along with the topic of eating is, uh, and if you're planning to eat in a place that's not mobile ordering uh, available to you, is look at off times. You know, avoid those peak dining times because that is going to be a challenge if you don't have a reservation um, or if you're looking to get a reservation on that day. You know, look for those off times. Um, And so along with that is you might want to pack some snacks to help tide people over till you can get to that meal. Yeah. Always recommend having something in your backpack or whatever pack you're bringing with you to kind of tide uh, everybody through during the one. It's, it's just a, it's a money saver just to have some of that. Right. So that, you know, you don't have to pick up snacks while you're out there as much. I mean, everybody loves Disney snacks. Don't get me wrong. And you'll want to sample some of those Disney snacks while you're out there, but it's always nice to have something, you know, again, something you can have in the queue even when you can't True. get a snack elsewhere. But yeah, off time eating is uh, during busy times. I mean, it's still going to be busy, but if you can eat at what would normally not be normal meal times for right. most people. It's very helpful. A late breakfast, a late lunch, a late dinner, or early, 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 you right. know, and, uh, can be uh, very helpful for you. And if you're, you know, it also is helpful if you're going to some of these attractions, if you're going to the attractions when it's most people are eating, uh, there may be a little bit smaller line at some of these places because of that right. fact that most people are eating at this time. That's right. And lastly is um, you might want to consider watching fireworks outside of the park. 
Most of the surrounding resorts, when we're talking Magic Kingdom, have great viewing areas where they actually pipe in the music uh, to correspond with the fireworks. Um, one of the ones we love is Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. That is super convenient because you're right there kind of like on the beach. So there's, uh, there's a lot of space to handle a lot of people who might be out there. But it's also adjacent to a playground. So while waiting for the fireworks to start, the kids can play there at the playground. You also have the little um, gift shop there in that same area. So it's a that would be a, a fabulous place. But they also have, you know, at the top of the contemporary, especially if you've had a meal at the California Grill, you can go up there at the top to, to watch the fireworks. Um, and also at the Grand Floridian, they have an area or... Or you might want to look at something like a pirate's uh, dessert party with the fireworks viewing. Again, something you can book ahead of time. Right. So you right. have that locked in. Exactly. So, you know, the fireworks in the park are beautiful. And, and watching now, especially since they highlight a lot of projections as, as part of it. Yes, that makes it a fabulous experience. But maybe this isn't the time to see that right there because one you also have you know you got the crowds but you have a lot of people ready to leave when the fireworks are done and so whether you're going to stay or leave you're going to be battling large numbers of people trying to move around to get out of the parks so if you're already out watching them from another location then you have you don't have to experience that crowd movement. Agreed. Uh, I, I think uh, finding locations outside of uh, Disney to check out some of these fireworks shows, uh, a lot of times, especially when, I mean, of course, the, the projections are such a big deal now and you want to see that, but it's, like you said, it's just not necessarily the time uh, I mean, unless you're booked a dessert package or whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, do you really want to stay there for hours? Because you really will have to sit to get a really good spot for hours to find uh, to get some of these prime locations. And then you're battling the crowds even that much more. Find a location where it's widespread. Uh, the Fort Wilderness Beach is a perfect place to see it i mean you 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 get a great view of the fireworks it's widespread right. you know they actually especially during the holiday season you could go off and once it's done to go check out some of the what what some of the patrons there put out as holiday oh, decorations yes. which we've talked about many many times and how extravagant uh those are how much they do to uh, bring up their campsites and their RVs and right. their cabins or whatever. You can go and take a walk or they have horse-drawn uh, carriage tours out there. And even when you're just on the beach watching the fireworks, there's Crockett's Tavern there. So you can That's true. get a, a, a cocktail right. and they have uh, P&J's takeout. So you can get a, a pizza or true. some fried chicken or some a burger or whatever the case may be. And just kind of really enjoy that time there right. while you're experience someplace that maybe you don't get too much Fort Wilderness. I don't know how many people out there that listen to the show have said they've experienced much of Fort Wilderness. Sure. This may be a perfect opportunity to go do so. That's right. You know, and you don't have to be staying there to, to enjoy it, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it is an easy boat ride um, from the magic kingdom or if you're at Wil wilderness lodge or contemporary or in that vicinity, you mm -hmm. can get a, a different boat there. So it's really simple to get to. And it, it's a great way to, have a wonderful new experience that isn't the same as in the parks, but a, a really fun one, just the same. And be sure and stay for the electric water pageant that that's goes true. by all the afterwards, which is always a lot of fun. Right. You know? That's a, that's a hoot. <laughs> it's a hoot. 
It's a hoot for sure. So. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, actually, we're going to be experiencing Disney World this year during this peak season. So um, we'll have just to... Just a couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll just have to be watching for these things. But, you know, again, uh, doing as much planning ahead as you can, if possible. Uh, I know some people think it's just a crazy time. Like, who would go there during that time? But... For a lot of families, that is their holiday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is it is going to be a different experience than going at any other time of the year when it's not quite that massively crowded. But if you just have in your mind to know that you are going to be wall-to-wall people, um, but you're still at a great location, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, uh, just, you know, change your expectations of what your normal Disney trip would be if it's if it's different from the normal time that you attend. Right. Go out for your vacations to Disneyland, Disney World, whatever the case may be, uh, because it, it will be. It'll be different, but that doesn't mean it can't be a great time. And, and again, look, there's going to be a lot of people. You know, it's going to be crowded. There's going to be waiting. People are going to get tired. They get grumpy. You know, just take a pause every once in a while. We understand it can be, right. it can be aggravating. Remember where you are. Remember how fun it can be and, you know, feel free to just enjoy it. And, you know, I, it can be frustrating at times. But again, if you take a breath and remember that, you, you know, you're one of the lucky people that are in these resorts where so many people are working or doing whatever the right. case may be, uh, you, you might feel that much more better, much more better, much better <laughs> wow, about you your trip. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's other things you can do first of all I'm, I'm like talking two different sentences at the same time you know you Welcome can uh, <laughs> so I mean you can interact with the cast members you know because they're having to deal with something that is phenomenal for them as well so it's a fun time to really engage them um, but it's also a fun time to revisit things that you usually don't think are worth the wait or whatever um or some attractions that are you know you may have seen it in years past and you're like yeah i don't think i need to see canada circle vision again but hey haven't seen it in a long time i've forgotten what it's all about you know and, and checking some things out that you might have skipped by on more recent trips Right. Just make the best of it. Um, you know, again, it's just going to be a different experience than what you would get a lot of different times, but that doesn't mean it's not a fun experience. It's just different. It's, right. It's a different Walt Disney World or Disneyland experience. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think the more phenomenal one was when Scott was little and going through Epcot and it was just one direction around the world showcase <laughs> for each way. And you really did just, you paced with what the crowd was moving. And <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at these buildings a little bit more. And, but you know, there, there's music going around. There's a lot of, a lot of excitement and energy going this time of the year. So is it, it is fun. It's like, in Finding Nemo when they're on the EAC and you have right. to find your off ramp to get out of the crowd. Okay, we're going around. If we don't get out here, we're going to have to go around World Showcase one more time That's all right. the way around. So we better make sure and hit our off ramp. Yeah. That's so, true. That's yeah. true. So uh, again, it can be a great time. Just different. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's just different. Yeah. It's just a different form of Walt Disney World, but it's totally enjoyable. And again, just like you said, experiences that you don't normally get to check out, uh, you may be able to take advantage of that. Then there may be a good reason to do that. That's right. So Michelle always has the best topic. So the great <laughs> topic she brought us today. So thank you, Michelle. Yeah. 
I think that uh, it's going to be fun checking it out that we haven't done it on Christmas Eve in the past couple years. So this will be fun seeing what it's like. Mm-hmm. We'll be reporting <laughs> back all about it when we get back from the trip. That's right. Sure. So that's it for our main topic of the week. Uh, from there, we always go to our Disney stories of the week because there are always so many Disney stories. I only have a couple for you this week, uh, but they are important because they are actually some dates coming up here in 2020 that you want to prepare for because there are cool stuff happening at the Disneyland Resort and with D23 in 2020. Yeah, 2020 is going to be an exciting year. Mm-hmm. I mean, crazy exciting with all the new experiences and different things that they're going to be offering and new construction. Mm-hmm. And I know 2021 is also slated to be very phenomenal as well. But wow, we're so close to 2020. A lot of things happening early on too. Yeah, this is actually, that's actually going to be our topic for next week. I we're know. going to talk a lot about the stuff that's coming up in 2020, coming up here and uh, how excited we are for it and kind of rated by... It's going to be fun. Old school Disney way. Well, there's going to be a lot of twists to it. Wow. See, Michelle's done most of the writing for that segment, so (laughs) it'll be interesting to find out once we get to next week uh, how that's turned out. Yeah. So, So, like, am I producing next week? Ooh. Ooh. We'll put you a top bill as you deserve to be anyway. So anyway, uh, to the Disney stories of the week, uh, we now know the dates and the themes for the 2020 Disneyland After Dark Winter and Summer Ticketed Events. We've gone to several of these. Right. They are always a blast. And if you're in the area, you should check these out. Yeah, they... Um you know, obviously it's, you know, Disney After Dark is, is a lot of fun being in the park there at night, you know, seeing a different perspective with all the lights and everything. But these themes are fun. And we've talked about that in some of our past shows mm-hmm. of what we've done. And, and this year, well, I guess coming up next year's, um, you know, slate of what they're offering is sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So let's get to that slate. And we're going to start with uh, the one that we're probably, we were just talking about this a little bit ago, the one night that we are most excited for, and this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, the first one will be January 29th at Disneyland Park. It will be 80s night. I'm a child of the <laughs> 80s. I love the 80s. I'm excited for that one. Right. And I love the 80s too. I think Part of the thing that makes this one really exciting is we, when we did the 90, well, we did several of them last year. And the one that we both agreed was the most enjoyable, most positive energy coming from everybody there was when they did the 90s. So I think they're going to also be very successful at recreating a lot of fun with, you know, the music and the styles of the 80s mm-hmm. out there. And they... It, I just can't imagine that it's going to be anything but a blast. Yeah, we will definitely be going to that one. Yes. And uh, it, by the way, the 90s one even inspired us to do an episode based on just Disney in the 90s where we kind of looked back and uh, at our, uh, all the Disney stuff that happened in the 90s. And uh, that episode did very, very well. So I think, you know, talking about the 80s, we have, may have to do a Disney in the 80s. Right, true. Could do that as well. Yeah, it's. I, I think that one would probably have um, some very interesting from the company standpoint mm-hmm. and what they were going through that would also be intriguing yeah uh, as we've seen uh, if you've been watching the imagineering story on uh, disney plus mm-hmm. uh which is just a captivating and fascinating uh mini series series whatever the case may be uh, we're really enjoying that and yeah a lot of it has been in the 80s recently the last few episodes so. right and if you're really into things like that too bob Iger's book also um outlines a lot of the history um from 
you know, kind of that era, the 80s and 90s, especially, and moving forward. This book that just came out just a month or two ago. Right, right? yeah. 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 And Michelle's been, she actually got it uh, on tape so she can listen to it on tape. This is what decade, I'm back I in the 80s, 80s apparently. Yes. <laughs> she, she got it digital that way she could listen to it when she's driving to and from work, uh, you know, and so she's been catching up and telling me all the stuff that's uh, happening with Bob Iger's world over the years, right, you know, right. leading into where he is today, of course. Yes. So interesting stuff. But we have gone off on a tangent. Let's get back to the Disney story of the week. Uh, so uh, the January 29th, the 80s night, it says, stroll down memory lane during this throwback bash packed with totally tubular fun. <laughs> Dust off those leg warmers, shoulder pads, and other vintage looks of the 80s. Uh, the During that night, you'll be able to enjoy flashback to Videopolis, which if you, again, going back to the Imagineering story, right. they showed a, a little bit of a Videopolis uh, during that. Uh, awesome After Dark's Fireworks to the Max is what it's going to be called, <laughs> which was cool. I remember the 90s night fireworks yes, was so fun. It was. And uh, all sorts of throwback style encounters with Disney friends from the uh, past. Uh, there'll be inspired food, other photo opportunities. And uh, it just looks like a blast. And I'm looking forward to that. And again, that's right. January 29th. Yay. Uh, other category, Sweethearts Night, which is uh, something they did a, last year that we went to attended last year. Right. Uh, that will be on February 12th and February 13th at Disneyland Park. Yeah, it makes sense that they're going to have two because it really was very popular. Um, that was, I think, one of the more challenging ones to get some photo ops because they really had some very creative mm-hmm. um, backgrounds and characters for that. So um, it was really fun, you know, and I just loved that all the little touches that they did of mm-hmm. having things projected of related to hearts and the songs throughout the the whole entire park related to love themes and everything so makes sense being right around uh valentine's day to have that as a kind of a date night yeah it's a perfect lead in right into valentine's day i mean uh, what a nice way to treat your valentine and to you know uh, take him or her to this and then uh, move on straight to the the big day itself right. on the 14th. So uh, so here's the, the rundown from what it says for Sweetheart's Night. The happiest place on earth will once again transform into the most romantic with an extra pinch of pixie dust. If you missed last year's Sweetheart's Night, now is your chance to experience the ultimate date night in style with uh, love song themed dance parties throughout the park as well as a glitzy royal ball, which oh, uh, yes. is spectacular. If you do go to Sweetheart's Night, be sure to check out the Royal Ball because it's really interactive and fun. You get to be, I mean, you you can be dancing with actual characters right. in there. It, it is a blast. I may repost, uh, I, I posted a video from it last year when we went right. out there. I may repost that as we get closer to it just so you know what this is all about. But it is a really great interactive way to uh, see some of your favorite princes and princesses as well as you know, just some other characters yeah, that kind of, of pop side characters in yes. with them, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was that was hilarious, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And there will also be other uh, again more character meet and greets, uh, food, uh, decor beverages, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, moving over to Disney California Adventure Park on March fifth, they'll be going. There will be going to have Pixar night. Yeah, which makes sense because they have you know. Pixar, Pixar Pier. Pier and the whole Cars Land, right? Everything there that is, you know, related to Pixar and um, California Adventure is a blast for these late night uh, soirees. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's also nice because it's the one Disneyland park that you can 
have a glass of wine That's or right. have a cocktail or have a beer while you're there at the park. And right. Just kind of uh, have an adult time there, even though this is a Pixar fun night. Uh, so here's the rundown for it. It says, spend an exciting night celebrating some of the world's best love stories and characters from Pixar Animation Studios. Proudly wear your Pixar best and check out all that the event has to offer, including interactive dance parties themed to favorite Pixar stories, including the retro, cool, Incredibles family and scare-tastic gang from Monsters, Inc., uh, there's also be counters, uh, encounters with crowd-pleasing Pixar pals, including Russell and Carl from Up and Joy and Sadness from Inside Out. So lots of photo opportunities, food, all sorts of good stuff there. Always fun at Disney California Adventure Park. Yeah, it just it's it really is. Um, and it's such a, a, a theme that you can wear so many different things too, right? I mean, your, your choices are endless of all the different Pixar characters that are available. And by the way, I mean, I know if you, if you know the not so scary, obviously that's a dress up event. If you go to uh, the very merry Christmas party, a lot of people dress up for that. These are great for dressing up. Even if you just want to simply Disney bound, uh, but dressing up, uh, these are wonderful places to to go out and fully get your whatever character on that you like. Whether it be the princes and princesses, the, uh, the, uh, Pixar characters, whatever the case may be, anything from the 80s, you know, right. or moving on to another event that will definitely be people's favorite because who doesn't love a good villain, right? right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so on April 30th at Disney California Adventure Park, they have Villains Night. And yes, if you're a fan of the villains, what a great way to dress up and going to Villains Night. That sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure the photo ops there are going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of that with the Oogie Boogie Bash this last right, year. Right, right. They had some great photo ops with a lot of villains that you don't see out a lot at the park. Yeah, I was so. just going to say the same thing that, yeah, you know, you have the, the traditional ones that you think of and that you see a lot of, but then they did bring out some that um, you might not necessarily always think are the big bads, but they are. Yeah. Uh, they're great villains. You just don't see them a lot interacting necessarily at the park. So, but that's is a great opportunity for that. And here's the rundown for it. Unleash your inner villain at a, deli- a deliciously sinister soiree bursting with Disney's most mischievous misfits. Boy, <laughs> I can't believe I got through that sentence Yeah, with only a slight mess up. Uh, Villains Night will summon you to come dressed in garb inspired by Disney villains and experience uh, Villains Cabaret with a cast of outlaws singing and dancing their way through a <laughs> riff-raff love and review. What about, you know, you gotta love singing and dancing villains. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, there'll be a spell of divining DJ, hosted dance party and sing along throughout the park. And you also have the, of course, encounters with uh, not only the villains, but some of the more famous henchmen as well. So uh, great opportunities for, you know, that's the one thing, thing about all these late night ticket events we're talking about. Uh, great photo, photo opportunities everywhere. Definitely more unique than what you would normally get mm-hmm. on a regular day in the park for sure. Yes, for sure. So uh, for all these events, if you're thinking about going to any of them, tickets go on sale on Tuesday, December 3rd for annual pass holders as Disneyland annual pass holders, Wednesday, December 4th for the general public. Usually these don't sell out right away way but they will sell out almost all of them that we've gone to have sold out at some point sometimes it's not till very late but they pretty much will sell out eventually so uh you may want to get your tickets early but i wouldn't say like oh i have to be there on day one to get your tickets because they generally don't sell out the first weekend but they will probably sell out so 
right. be prepared for that. And if there's one in particular that you really want, then definitely jump on try it. to jump on that. Yeah, because yeah. I do think like I, the villains one will probably sell out quicker than even some of the others. That's true. I think the villain villains one. Yeah, Sweetheart's Night. You can probably wait on a little bit. There's two nights, so right. that you know, opens it up more. Uh, you can probably wait on that. The '80s nights that's coming up the quickest. Uh, right. You may want to jump on that. That yeah. will probably be a pretty popular. Sure. Uh, I don't know about Pixar Night so much, but villains, yes, I agree with you. Right. Villains are super popular. That's yes. bound to sell out. So I uh, completely agree. So from the Disneyland uh, uh, different events that are coming up, let's move to some D23 events that are coming up. Of course, D23 is the official Disney fan club mm-hmm. that holds the D23 Expo that we went to, right. uh, the screening, the magical screening that yes. we just went to last weekend. Well, they have announced uh, the lineup of events for 2020, and this is straight from D23.com. The most important one coming up is they're going to be doing once again, after they did this a couple years ago, uh, uh, D23's Destination D is coming back to the Walt Disney World Resort. This time it's based on uh, the, the, the the title of it is uh, Destination D Fantastic World. So that will be returning to the Walt Disney World Resort next November 20th through the 22nd. Uh, Destination D will honor Disney's many magical places from the extraordinary to the fantastical. That's a word, right? Mm-hmm. Fantastical. Yes. Must be a word. Must they, be a word. They, it is in their copy. <laughs> Must be a word. Uh, so it's kind of like a mini D23 Expo. It's not the extreme of D23 Expo, but it's kind of a small grouping of that right. where they do like a lot of stuff with last uh, Destination D. Uh, a lot of this Star Wars Galaxy's Edge stuff came out at uh, Destination D mm. as we were getting closer right. and closer to it. So there was a lot more released about that. I think we even got a few pictures for the Star Wars uh, what was Star, Galactic Star Cruise. I want to keep starting the Star Wars <laughs> Hotel. Uh, the Galactic Cruiser. Star Cruiser is what it's going to be. We got some uh, some preliminary pictures of that. The first I think we saw really of that. Right. Uh, you know, and we got more obviously the D twenty three Expo. But uh, lots of interesting stuff comes out if you're looking for an event to go to kind of a mini D23 Expo, uh, this might be fun for you. Right. And and I could imagine that they would be sharing a lot of what's happening for 2021 with the, you know, anniversary of Walt Disney World and all the the changes and additions that are coming to the resort as a result of that. So I could see that, you know, maybe seeing more details on those things. Mm-hmm. There usually are a few fun things that pop out uh, during this event. So uh, so just to continue on with the copy here, in addition, the Walt Disney World Archives, which turns 50 next year, is creating an all-new exhibit that will include 50 iconic treasures representing the 50 years of the archive. So that will be at Destination D. Ooh. Lots of classic Disney stuff. We got to visit when we did the, the tour. Right. Uh, we got to visit the Walt Disney Archives and see some amazing things. And I can right. imagine if they're pulling out their best stuff for an right. event like this, you're going to get to see some really cool stuff. If you yeah. Go. Yes, it's it is really impressive to see some of these things, and you know, um, to know how that they've really preserved a lot mm-hmm. of the great uh, components of their history, and that's awesome. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and also, uh, Walt Disney Imagineering's store, Mickey's of Glendale, uh, will both. Uh, open again pop-up shops uh, featuring exclusive items just for the weekend. So if you're into those kind of exclusive merchandise, uh, that's 
great way to get it because yeah. stuff you won't be able to get any place right. else. Uh, more more stuff is coming, additional details and special hotel rates. So just pay attention to d23.com and we'll let you know as well when we find out anything more about it. Other things happening through D23, uh, they're celebrating, like we just talked about the 50 years of the archives. Well, they're going to be celebrating the 50 years of the Walt Disney Archives as well. In addition to the new exhibit that's coming to Destination D, D23 members will be invited to a special grand opening preview of inside the Walt Disney Archives, 50 years of preserving the magic at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, California. That'll start on Saturday, March 4th, 2020. So another way to, if you, yes. you can't get to Destination D or if you want to do both or check this out early, uh, this will be out at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana starting on March 4th. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so we will definitely be, we, I'm sure we will go out there and check sure. that out and report back on it uh, for those of you who can't make it or if you're going and we have an early look at it for right. you. So. Uh, plus on June 22nd, the actual anniversary of the founding of the archives, D23 will hold a special birthday party at the Bowers Museum. So that might be something we need to try and figure out a way to get into. Yeah, The special uh, archives birthday party. And uh, next year, D23 will offer two exclusive behind-the-scenes experiences a a day at the studio lot for an exciting look behind the incredible work that goes on every day at the Walt Disney Archives. We just talked about we got to see Mm -hmm. the archives on our tour there. Uh, So it's it's usually a a part of that tour, but it seemed like these are maybe some special uh, abilities to check out the archives during that uh, lot tour. Right, yes. And I know we've said this many times, but if you get an opportunity for a lot tour, it is phenomenal. Definitely do it if you get the opportunity. Yes. If you're a Disney fan, you will not regret it for sure. Uh, another thing that D23 is doing this year is we just talked last week about the screenings, the magical screenings when we mm-hmm. just went and saw Up. Well, they'll be doing more screenings both on the Walt Disney Studios lot, also at the Walt Disney World Resort, which they, they've done as well, mm-hmm. but also on the road. So Ooh. they're going to be doing magical screenings at other places across the country. Not just, you don't have to just go to Burbank or just go to Disney Springs. Wow. There are going to be some other places. So uh, here's the rundown from D23. For years, D23 members have enjoyed private screenings of beloved classics on the Walt Disney Studios lot and at Disney Springs with special guests and exclusive gifts. This year, for the first time ever, D3- D23 is taking the show and the movies on the road bringing the joy of Disney films to members in select cities around the country. So next year, D23 will more than double its number of magical screenings, celebrating the milestone anniversaries of such films as The Three Caballeros, a goofy movie. Yay! One of our favorites. (laughs) Pocahontas, The Emperor's New Groove, and The Aristocats. So... They haven't said what cities they'll be yet, Mm. but uh, you may have a chance, even if you can't make it to Burbank, even if you can't make it to Walt Disney World at the time of one of these great screenings, uh, you may still have the ability right in your own town. That's really great because I know that there are people who join D23 around the country and and they might feel like, oh, I don't have as much opportunity to do some of the actual activities that D23 offers. And so it's awesome that they... uh, are increasing that likelihood. Yeah. So that's, that, that's great. I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, we, you know, I go back, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, we talked all about the screening it up, all the behind the scenes 
wonderful s- stuff we got out of that right. uh, you know, before the movie oh, even got, and then, and then seeing the movie again, which would, you know, it uh, painted it in a whole different light. You know, I mean, we loved it before. We love it even more now after finding out so much about the, what happened in the, uh, the creation of that film. Right. And I don't think we're good at really selling those things, you know, in terms of describing just how wonderful they are, other than we keep saying they're wonderful, go do these things. But the screenings really do bring a whole lot more love and appreciation to the movies that they're showing than what you've ever had going into seeing that. And it's, uh, you know, I can't say it's 100% like seeing the movie for the first time, but it is a way to see the movie through a different perspective. Right. And we talked about it on last week's show, you know, seeing some of these films, like now that we have Disney Plus, most of these films we can call up anytime we want. A lot of us have our video libraries where we have them, you know, we can Mm -hmm. call them up whenever we want. These are our favorite films. Why wouldn't we have them around? But it, even with your favorite film, it's so different than just sitting there and watching it, which we've done for many years on our television. It's been a long time since we've seen a lot of these films on the big screen right. with a lot of other people around you that love this film too. It just adds to the ambiance yes. and it's just wonderful too. I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to see any film that you really love again on the big screen with people that love it right. equally, go do it because it does add to the experience and it's just, it's really nice. Yes, Definitely. So does this mean you kind of want to do one of those uh, Star Wars marathons going, watching every single one? Of course. <laughs> I know. It would be fun. <laughs> would be. No, I, the Star Wars one I could do. It'd be long. I did the, when the people who were doing the Marvel one when there was 23 films or whatever, yeah. what, 22 films, that's too long. Or that's The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they took them when they did that on the what was it FXX? Yeah, know, when they did the Every Simpsons Ever, that took more than two weeks. I know. I'm not. I can't live in a theater. That for, even t- even the nicest theater <laughs> with the nice recliners, and I can't live there for two weeks. I can't do it. I can't do it. So. Anyway, uh, that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you a tip that might help you, you know, somewhere on your next vacation, whether it be the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, Run Disney, whatever the case may be. And we always start with Michelle because one, she's gorgeous, wonderful, <laughs> all things great. And I love her so very much, but also so because sweet. she has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Oh, Here man. is Michelle's tip of the week. Thank you, sweetie. You don't put any pressure on me. (laughs) No pressure necessary. Everybody out there knows it's true. Oh man, you're so sweet. So my tip kind of goes along with uh, this episode related to going to Disney at a very busy time of year, Uh, but it could also fit in for any time. And it really, uh, it's one of those topics, not necessarily fun, but I think it's important uh, is safety first. And especially if you're traveling with a lot of kids or smaller children, and just a couple little tips to, you know, remind people. Um, One is to really have a plan before going in on what to do if you become separated you know, and there are a ton of tips online. So I don't want to go into a lot of that. You can, you know, whether you're deciding to meet at a location or or some other uh, way that you want to deal with that. But do go in that everybody does know what the plan is and everybody's on the same page. Um, The other couple things is making sure the kids know how to recognize a Disney cast member in case they do get separated, you know, but how to look at what the, the name badge looks like and that they don't have to look for a security officer, that they can go to any Disney cast member and that person knows 
and has trained on what are the next steps and how they can get security involved. And lastly, and this is not to try to sound scary or morbid, but just, you know, something you may want to consider is, um, you know, each day taking a picture of the kids before you head out. And that way, if you do have to try to show somebody what they look like, at least you'll have, you know, a very current picture and what they're wearing. Um, and, and this last part does, may sound a little dark, but again, it's just something, you know, you know, when we used to especially take Scott when he was very little to the parks um, and being concerned is knowing what shoes they're wearing. Um, because if heaven forbid something really went sideways, you know, people can change clothes on kids, but it's not easy to change shoes. So know what shoes they are. So that's the other part of the tip. But again, it's, it's not to try to sound scary or morbid. It's just knowing that you all have that preparation in the path, you know, behind you when you go in, you're just going to have a great time. And if, if somebody does get separated, everybody knows what to do. Yeah, it's important stuff. I mean, yeah, it could seem a little scary and there's things in there that you don't want to think about. But it, it's important and it also will help set your mind at ease if you take these steps ahead of time that knowing that you have these things to fall back on. But, right. uh, you know, it's really important and it's not something that most people think about, but it is something that you should know and more than anything else, you know, we see it all the time, especially, you know, our episode today was all about crowds at the park. Right. It is really easy to get separated right. and lost lost different members of the family for whatever reason you know you keep walking ahead and because the flow is going right maybe someone's took a stop to take a picture or whatever or you know just kind of got their eye captured by something shiny right. which happens to me all the time uh you kind of peel off and then you can't find those people again you know and right. especially with kids who yeah you get to a certain age and they probably have a cell phone or whatever right. but the younger kids don't have a cell phone so right. you can't contact them find out it's it's important to kind of have those ducks in a row so you can have the best time possible. And also, again, so you ha don't have that as a weight on your shoulders, wondering what could happen if something exactly. goes sideways. Right. So, exactly. Good so. point. Michelle always has the very <laughs> best tips. Thank you. For sure. Uh, my tip uh, is really just, it, it's just kind of a, it's not a big deal tip, but I just kind of wanted to go back to right now. It is the busy season. We're getting into the busy season at Disney. We talked about it all earlier in the episode. And I just wanted to reiterate one thing when you go to the parks during the busy, busy season is you're not going to be able to get on everything you want to want to normally get on right. all the attractions or whatever. So why not go in there in the park and think about doing some things that maybe you've never done before. Maybe something that's, you know, uh, it, it, it's something you've, you've seen on the periphery, but you're too busy going to the attractions. You're going to your right. favorite restaurant. You're going to your favorite show or whatever. This may be the best time to experience something like the Animation Academy, right? You know, because uh, they have a lot of room in there for a lot of people. You know, when you're when rather than waiting in an hour and a half queue for an attraction that True. is kind of mediocre, um, why not try something different and something like that where you can go in and learn to draw your favorite character? I it's know. a lot of fun. There's all sorts of little things like that, little shows that you've never taken in before. Just walking down Main Street and reading the names of all the people who have contributed uh, to building these. Parks. Um, just take in the little nuances, take in the little detail work, stuff like that. You know, things that, again, um, we're, we're, we talked about earlier pin trading, something you've never tried before. Right. That could be something that maybe this is a great time to experience, but because you're not going to get on those attractions you love. Right. Um, yep. Go into the park thinking about some things you've never done and see if that would be a good way to fill some time. Uh, when the lines are too much for you to take and the crowds are too much at certain areas of the park. Right. No, that's a great, great 
piece of advice there. Good tip, baby. Thanks. It's kind of just a side thought, but it is something that I do believe is, is something that is important. And we always like to do different things when we go to the park, especially when it's busy like that. Right. You know, and like you said, there are things that you just haven't tried and you that can kind of be the game is, you know, how many new things can you try that you would normally think is not the most popular thing to do, but it is certainly more available. And you maybe some of those things that you find you love, all of a sudden it becomes something you want to do every single time you go to the parks or resorts. You know, I know the Animation Academy was something we're like, eh, whatever to begin with. And now we love it. Right. We, we will stop in there because they've put a list. The Animation Academy, I believe they do something now at Rafiki's. Right. Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name, but at the Animal Kingdom Park uh, that they do a, an animation type thing there but uh, I know we experience it mostly at Disney California Adventure Park and they have a list of all the characters at the different times that you'll be learning to draw and right. so you can pick and choose which ones you want to do and we look forward to yeah. it, doing it regularly it's a really great time way to fill the day and it's also a great way on hot days or rainy days sure. or whatever to get out of the, the, the elements for a little while and it's a nice little souvenir you can bring mm-hmm. back it's always fun to see, you know, everybody draws, everybody has different abilities to right. draw. Some are a little better, some are a little <laughs> worse. But yeah, I actually, I'm always surprised because I don't feel like I have much ability to draw at all, but I'm regularly surprised at how good a job yeah. they do at teaching you to do these and how the characters done look, well. yeah. look pretty good. You, yeah. know? I mean, they're, they're pal- you, you, you can figure out who the character right. is, you know, at least. I'm not going to say it's great. It's not going to end up on the screen anytime soon, but you can kind of figure out at least who the character is, right. which is if I was to try, to try and draw that just out of my memory, I'd be like, no chance. Right, exactly. So anyway, that's it for this week. Next week, we already talked about a little bit. We're going to be talking all about the new stuff that would be coming to the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland in the coming year. Right. We're going to kind of rate that and how excited we are for it. Exactly. So. You know, I mean, one, we won't, we won't to research it and talk about it because that's always fun to do and hopefully uh, what everybody's appetites for all the new things. Um, But we're going to try to do it in a little fun way so that it's not just sitting here, you know, kind of reading off of what's coming up next, but play a little bit. Kind of like I just did with the D23. No, no, it's it's one thing if you're giving, relaying information that people need to know like that, but just, you know, on things that are experiences that... I think we all know that there's many great things that we're excited about coming in the 2020, but there's going to be some things that you've forgotten are coming possibly right. or, um, you know, whatever the case may be. And we'll just kind of rate our excitement for them. And yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that episode for sure. Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts or the very best place to find us is on HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just take a second and sign up for the newsletter and we you'll get all our information uh, of what we have coming up on our episodes, what we have, what we're other things we're doing right there in your inbox. Right. And the other thing that would really be very much appreciated is if you could tell a friend about our podcast. Yes, please tell a friend about us. That's the easiest way to others to find out about this show. If you have a little more time, a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use would be great. A review would even be better if you have that much time. We really appreciate Mm -hmm. that. One, because it helps spread the word about our show, but also because it helps us grow as a podcast. Yeah, we love to hear your feedback and you know, what things you like, what other things you'd like us to talk about. Absolutely. No question about that. And uh, please don't forget, we're going to be sending out the ballots this week as far as the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. We love that you've taken part so far. We're hoping you're going to take part in for the rest of the final balloting. And remember, one of you is going to get this great giveaway of this 
Rise of Skywalker poster. Yeah. It's a beautiful you poster. It. You're going to love it. So uh, please take part of that. Uh, also, please follow us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And thank you again for those of you who have uh, interacted with us for everything, whether it be the Hall of Fame or just some uh, daily things that we send out there. Thank you so much. You all are wonderful. Yes, we love you all. And we love interacting with you on social media. And uh, again, we're looking forward to hopefully interacting with you in person sometime at the parks or wherever the case may be. That's it for this show, though. Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.